2: Welcome to the Jewish Hour. I'm your host, Herschel Finn, and We've got a show for you today, boy. Wow. In this half hour of the show, we're going to be featuring Rabbi Yitzhak Minkowitz, who's in charge of Chabad of Southwest Florida, which is located in Fort Myers, which is underwater, quite literally. And we're going to see what they're, what's going on, efforts, and uh, the aftermath of Hurricane Ian. In the second half of the show, we'll be talking a little bit more about Rosh Hashanah, maybe a little bit about—excuse me—a little bit about Yom Kippur, a little bit about Sukkot. Maybe throw something into the portion of Hazina, which is chapter 32 in the book of Deuteronomy. If we've got time, we've got wonderful music throughout the show, And dynamite story all the way at the end. Before we do anything else, let's go right to the news. <laughs> Four Palestinians were killed and 44 wounded during a raid in Jenin to find wanted terrorists. 85 Arabs were killed by IDF forces since April when terror attacks took an upturn in the area. Israeli border police prevented three Arabs from derailing a train in the the Galil. The three were arrested. In other news, Prime Minister Yair Lapid announced that Israel would not recognize the Russian annexation of Ukrainian provinces. Local news, what could be a problem this Yom Kippur for many Michigan school districts is that Count Day is on Yom Kippur. Districts with high numbers of Jewish students could be shortchanged for students who take the day off. Negotiations on how to handle the problem ...are ongoing. Four districts actually closed. I'm thinking like West Bloomfield, Bloomfield Hills, that area. I didn't get a number on them. The Dutch Dutch government gave back a Kandinsky to the family of a woman... ...who was murdered in Auschwitz in 1944. The painting has been hanging in a Dutch museum since 1951. And finally, the first ever interdenominational Humus Off... ...was held in Sao Paulo, Brazil... Groups representing Muslims, Christians, and Jews entered their versions of this ubiquitous dip. A Christian Lebanese group from Sao Paulo won first place. We will now listen to Israeli prime Minister Israel president, Yitzhak Herzog's Rosh Hashanah address.
3: Brothers and brothers from all over the world, Echai v'achyotai, Jewish communities big and small, Shana tova to all of you, as we welcome the Jewish New Year. Five seven eight three, I would like to wish you all a sweet and happy New Year. Our ancient Jewish tradition wisely connects the change of seasons with our changes of heart. Indeed, this twilight time between years invites us to embrace change as a people and as individuals. It invites us to reflect on our lives, our choices, and our beliefs it invites us to question how we can do things better in the coming year for ourselves, for our families, for our communities. It demands we deepen our attention, and even more so, our intention to replace bitterness with sweetness. Jewish tradition teaches us that on Rosh Hashanah we're inscribed in the Book of Life. But we are not only inscribed as individuals, We rise and fall together as a people. Let us therefore commit to be inscribed in the book of life together. Let us help each other to be inscribed in the book of life together. Let us debate with compassion, disagree without fear and work towards each other rather than away from each other. Let us recall the beauty in our unity only thus may we fulfill the words of the psalmist, King David, yehi shalom leman achai adabana shalom May there be peace within our walls and security within our citadels. For the sake of my brothers, and I add sisters and friends, I say, peace be with you. From your home away from your home, here in Medinat Eishael, to your homes around the world, I wish you all Shana Tova Umetuka, Tiva veChatima Tova.
2: And that's the news. Why go to a hospital to get healthy? At Encompass Healthcare, you get the state-of-the-art wound care like in a hospital, the same medicines, the same everything without being in a hospital. Why put yourself at risk of getting a hospital-borne infection? Did you know that last year 1 in 6 people died in America because of infections they got in hospitals? Encompass Healthcare is an outpatient facility. That means you get your wound care treatment and then go home. There're no wait times at Encompass Healthcare like in ERs. Healthcare is personal and works better, faster, and easier. Er, Shul Finman here. You're listening to the Jewish Hour. We have online Rabbi Yitzhak Minkowitz, who is the Chabad representative, the rabbi in Fort Myers, Florida, serving southwest Florida. We're going to be talking about the after effects and aftermath of Hurricane Ian. How are you today, Rabbi Minkowitz? We are doing amazing. Baruch Hassan. That is quite, <laughs> your your terminology and tone of voice are not exactly what I expecting. Somebody who just went through a major world class, like the entire world knows about this uh, hurricane. So before we get into the hurricane, why you are feeling this way, but let's go back a little bit. Tell me, everybody knows that the Jewish part of Florida is like Miami Beach and Fort Lauderdale and Boca and Palm Beach. What? So the west side of the state, not so much. So, what was for? What was, What did your place look like a week ago, before anybody even thought about Ian?
4: Okay, so obviously as you can tell I have a good, good uh, attitude. That's the only thing that's going to get get us through this. And uh, just to make it explain right from the beginning, don't think I'm this. I'm not sensitive to what's going on here. I'm very well aware it's a war zone. People are, unfortunately, dead. There are people that are accounted for not accounted for. I mean, there's serious, serious issues. I mean, it's huge. I mean, it's huge, huge issues. But to be clear, because since we know that the only way to get through challenges in life is being happy, especially this year's tough Shin Pei Gimo, it stands for Simco Pirate Gadget. you got to be happy have to deal with all this stuff. It's big, big issues out there, huge issues. People died, etc. I'm thankful and grateful that I'm alive. Baruch Hashem. No one in my community that I know got hurt. We had a big shelter here in the Chabad house, and we sheltered 50 people—children, adults, grandparents. And at three o'clock in the afternoon, the electric went out, and we lost water, and it got a little scary because the water was coming up, and it looked like it might have was going to possibly flood our Chabad house. Now it have been a big issue because there was a big shelter. So right away, everyone put on in and we a mincha, we read the Torah. And, and we were still got a window and it started to go back a little bit and everyone calmed down. And the day of the hurricane was beyond. Unfortunately, I'm telling you, people are still suffering. People are in houses that can't access to, et cetera. So that's more or less what happened in a nutshell. Um, right after the hurricane was over, now's not time to sleep. Now's the time to get ourselves together and let's go ahead and help. So we have 24 hours a day, literally. Um, it's not, I can't say seven days a week because it's not seven days yet, but 24 hours, they haven't slept more, for a minute. Whatever, we keep on, you know, we still full sleep for a second. We have a cruise here they are rescuing people. We're setting up now a huge, we had last night a big barbecue for our community. We're setting up now a huge kitchen, outdoor kitchen with, with generators and trucks and tables and chairs. And we're going to provide the whole community with food, hot meals three times a day. We're setting up for the, our the, the beautiful big Shabbos. We're getting generators in. We're trying to get the place, you know, operational. We have cleaning crews that are cleaning here, and uh, God willing, we have an amazing, amazing shop. So, and you know, I'm sure everybody wants to be part of it and wants to help. So, uh, with pleasure, please, please reach out and help. We can use we can use everybody's help. We have a website called Hurricane HurricaneAyinReliefFund.com. I'll spell it out for you, Hurricane, H-U-R-R-I-C-A-N-E, I-N-I-A-N, Relief, R-E-L-I-E-F, Fund, dot com. Please, please help us so we can help people. And i got to tell you something, it's really, really so inspiring, the calls, the emails, the support we're getting from all over the world. People just want to help. A yeshiva student in Israel just emailed me. Rabbi, I'm a yeshivan student, I have no money, but I hear what's going on there, please send me a link. I want me and my friends, and I'll call my, anyone I know, a relative. I want people to help out, because this, this is what Judaism is all about. It's really inspiring. I'm inspired, and that's why I'm so happy, because everyone's helping, we're in this together. I'm not alone. You know, when you're alone, that's the worst thing that can happen. The Baruch Hashem, we were in this together, our whole community together, so we have the energy from everyone together. We have people coming together now, and God willing, we're going to keep on doing great things, and with your help, we'll keep on doing more and more. Unfortunately, I will say this is going to last a while. This is not something which is going to stop overnight because this is a huge, huge area that's been affected. I don't know if you know how wide the hurricane went. It was very, very wide, very wide, and it was pouncing away. There's people out there. They're still not accounted for. I know you're familiar with of Florida, it's a beautiful island, Sanibel and Catita Island, one bridge in and out. Unfortunately, it collapsed. Lastly, all day long, you were seeing helicopters. Uh, airlifting people out of there; those that stayed, and unfortunately, are still alive. Or, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people did die there. Whatever, it's it's a it's a bloodbath. But then again, we're here, and we got to try to help people. And there are people that were saved, thank God. I've seen bodies been taken out of water, that still are alive. There's another major issue in South of Florida, the hospital, as well the whole town. There's no electricity, and there's no water. Our there's no electricity or water. We're getting generators we and get some power, water we don't have, which is a big issue with bathrooms. The hospital doesn't have. Uh, electricity or water, and unfortunately, they're evacuating the hospital, which that's a big problem, the local hospital. So whatever, it's a big issue, but again, we're going to be positive, we're going to help out, and we're going to make it work, and I really, I want to thank you for calling, and anyone that you can send our way to help us, we're here. Okay. Can I answer all your questions? <laughs>
2: no, you have not. You, you uh, answered the last half of my questions, but let's talk, let's uh, calm down a little bit. And we're going to talk just to the people in uh, Michigan and whoever else is listening around the world via the uh, various Sunday podcast servers that they're listening on. So tell us about Fort Myers and the uh, environs. What's it like as far as uh, Jewish life is concerned before this week?
4: Jewish life is amazing here. We love it. We have a great community. We learn Torah. We connect to Hashem. Our community is amazing the best in the world
2: uh could you be a little bit more specific how many jews live in your greater area per se you know in miami how
4: can... many jews live in my, in my greater area there's a, uh, whatever several hundred uh, several hundred people the uh, families that live here it's a great community um to be honest with you i would love to smooth you about stuff i mean now's not the time because literally I have, i'm trying to feed people take care of people building a crises. so if there's anything well, let's say focus you know what i mean we can schmooze another time about the community right now really. we're really okay. focusing on the relief It's huge. It's huge. I hope, I hope I'm not being
2: rude on the air to you guys. Okay. So let me ask you then. So the devastation that we're talking about, realistically, how, what, what you're hearing, what you're seeing, how long is this recuperation effort going to be? We're talking days, weeks, months, years, decades? Who knows? Honestly, nobody
4: knows, but it's, we're going to be for a while. I mean, we have pros here, experts here that worked in other disaster uh, uh, situations. They told me, Rabbi, we're here to stay for a while. We're actually looking for housing to set people up. You know, our, our the, crew that came in to help. I mean, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while.
2: Okay. Have you personally not heard from people in your immediate community?
4: Um, have I personally, uh, no, we're, we in contact with everybody. We're in contact. We're in contact. So everybody, with a contact. so
2: everybody who's a, like a Chabad house person, uh, as far as you know, is safe and in a safe place. Yeah. Baruch
4: Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Baruch, okay, Baruch Hashem. Good.
2: Very good. So, okay. Again, so let's, uh, we'll, we'll, cut it short so you can get on with your important work. Give us the, uh, the web address again, if people want to, uh, to, to donate. Okay. To this so cause. First,
4: so first of all, they can go to my website, which is ChabadSWF.com. Um, dot. I don't even know. I'm so uh,
2: so, so crazy here.
4: I think it's chabad. No. .org. ChabadSWF.org. SWF, S-WF, S-WF, SWF stands right for Southwest
2: page. Florida. So for people that it's, it's exactly hard.
4: chabadswf S-W-F with no L, just SWF.org. Yes, chabad. that's the easy one, actually, or hurricaneirenwildlyfun. but whatever. But uh, chabadswf. Right on top of the page, you have it.
2: Okay. And um, to date, how much do you think, uh, how many hundreds of thousands of dollars do you think you're going to need to cover your expenses, Robbie Minkowitz? To
4: be honest with you, right now we're just getting into it. We've we set a goal for $180,000. We're 10% of our goal already, but we're going to need much more. I mean, just just to get us off the ground here. I mean, we're bringing in generators, we're bringing in food, we're bringing in... Uh, Help! I mean, it's whatever. It's a, it's a nonstop effort. It's a nonstop effort, but we're gonna, we, we, you know, we set a goal for 180,000. Right now, to get us off the ground, and then we're gonna keep on going for more. I mean, let's hope we don't need it. Let's hope this thing is over. Trust me. <laughs> but we are in. We are definitely in war zone. War
1: zone.
2: Okay. Have you seen, won't. like, there was a hurricane the last year or the year before that hit Houston, and then suddenly there's this, like, national mobilization of stuff just coming in, even from, like, the Chabad networks in, uh, like, Kentucky and, and Detroit and whatnot, sent truckloads and truckloads of stuff. Are you beginning to see that now?
4: Um, we're, Yeah, I mean, we're, 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 yeah, absolutely. We're fine, yes, absolutely. We'll make that happen, 100%. Yes, 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 yes.
2: Okay, cool. Okay, our guest has been... Rabbi Yitzchak Minkowitz, he's from Chabad of Fort Myers, Southwest Florida. And uh, how many Chabad houses in your immediate area?
4: In my area, how many Chabad houses? There's like uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, around seven Chabad houses in our area. Seven Chabad houses. Seven Chabad
2: houses. Okay. And we're all, uh, they're all doing the same thing. They're all on, like, working 24-7 at this point, never mind 24-6. Like yeah, I yeah,
4: said. absolutely,
2: yes. Okay. Yes. We want to hear only good news from you. I wish everybody there a Gemar, Chetima should have a happy, and this year should be a very happy year. And then, you know, if they say Acher Simon Bracha, maybe Acher Mayim also there's Bracha. So who knows? Maybe Amen. Amen. Be, Amen. Uh, Amen. great and good and, things. And if, you have,
4: and if you have a way to send out the link, and ask people. They should send to their friends. I mean, it's really beautiful. I'm literally getting in emails and support and uh, donations from all over the world. It's really, really um, helping, and it's also inspiring.
2: Okay, very good. We wish you only good things, Rabbi Menko, and continued success. Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. Take Thank care. you so much. Have take care. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Jewish Hour. Want assurance of quality and excellence in kosher? Look for the Michigan K on the label. What's it look like? The Lower Peninsula of Michigan with a K. It's the symbol of the Michigan Kosher Supervisors. Go to their website, mycosup.com. That's M-I for Michigan, K-O for Kosher, and S-U-P for Supervisors, micosup.com, and find this month's featured products. You'll find Michigan K products wherever fine food is sold, especially at Natural Food Patch on West Nine Mile Road in Ferndale. With the new year approaching, why go anywhere else for your holiday shopping when you can go to the Grove? Fully renovated, The Grove is located on Greenfield Road, just south of 696. At The Grove, you'll find the largest selection of kosher foods and wines in Michigan. Looking for fresh, round holiday challahs, honey cake, or exotic fruit for the new year? The Grove has it. The Grove has the freshest produce, gourmet dairy, deli, and meats. They even have a kosher bakery and hot takeout right on the premises. It's The Grove on Greenfield Road and 696 for all your shopping needs. Hey, Schultzman here. You're listening to The Jewish Hour. That was pretty amazing. I can see Rabbi Minkowitz says that he hasn't slept in two days, but I guarantee you the way he was talking, he's probably consumed copious quantities of coffee uh, or some other caffeinated beverage. So I wish him well, and I hope he is able to get some sleep sometime soon. We have, for your listening pleasure, this is Three Little Words. kind of fits in with what we're just talking about. The Three Little Words are thank you, Hashem, because, and it's very interesting that if you'll go to YouTube, and uh, which is where I got this from, and you type in the words, Three Little Words, and with Abraham Fried and Yossi Hecht. So Yossi Hecht is one of the singers. Yossi Hecht is in a wheelchair, and he's thanking God for all the things that he has. It's really quite poignant. So let's listen. <laughs>
1: Every sunrise I open up my eyes Wondering what the day will be like Will I stand where I have stood before? Mm -hmm. Breathing in the air Knowing that you're there All I can think is to say These three little words to you A Every moment of my life, the wonders and the strife, I say, thank you today. I say, thank you for the world that I believe, for all the air I breathe, I say, thank you today. Every sunrise I open up my eyes Wondering what the day will be like Will I stand where I have stood before Breathing in the air Knowing that you're there All I can think is to sing
2: know There's an opiate epidemic, but Advanced Rapid Detox has a solution for people addicted to pain pills, heroin, and dependent on Suboxone and methadone. Advanced Rapid Detox performs detox under sedation in the hospital. Patients sleep through withdrawals and wake up without cravings. Dr. Julia Aronoff and the staff at Advanced Rapid Detox help people restore their lives and the lives of their families. Addiction affects everyone, even in the Jewish community, and Advanced Rapid Detox is there to help. Call 800 603 1813. That's 800 603 1813 or visit them online at www.advancedrapiddetox.com. Herschel Fleming here. You are listening to the Jewish Hour. We have up for your listening pleasure. The group is called Freilichs. We've played stuff from them before. They're an Argentinian, cl- Argentinian klezmer band. This is called, for some reason, I don't know why, a Rosh Hashanah tango. So since it's called a Rosh Hashanah tango, and we're in the times like right after Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, so you know, the high holidays. So if they're going to call it a Rosh Hashanah klezmer tango, let's listen.
0: Some things are better the way they used to be. Like the crisp feel of a cool autumn day, the serenity of a baby sleeping, or the feeling of coming home after a long trip. Franklin Cider Mills makes cider the way cider is supposed to be. Its old-fashioned, clear, crisp taste reminds you of a cool autumn day. Located in the heart of historic Franklin Village at 14 Mile on Franklin Road, Franklin Cider Mill has been making cider the same way for over a century. Always fresh, with no additives or preservatives. You just can't buy Franklin Cider in any supermarket. Franklin Cider Mill is open from Labor Day weekend to after Thanksgiving from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Come visit Franklin Cider Mill. It's kind of like coming home.
2: Herschel Finman here. You are listening to the Jewish Hour. we got time for one more. It's a really beautiful song. This is West Rogers Park. Which is a duo we've played them before. The song is called Yala, it is taken from the Yom Kippur liturgy, and it's sort of like, uh, you know, like Yala means kind of like hello or let's go up or something, you know, to that nature. And uh, it's like the beseeching of our souls to the Almighty on that holy day. Let's listen.
1: Shall the sing to me?
2: Hey, Shlomo, here. You're listening to the Jewish Hour. This week we have, of course, Yom Kippur, and next week we have uh, Sukkot, and in between that we have the portion of Hazino, which can be found in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 32, and not end following. It's the whole chapter 32 is the whole portion of Hazino. It's uh, 51 verses long, I think. The correlation, the connection. What's the deal? Well, on Yom Kippur, which is Wednesday night. Excuse me, which is Tuesday night. Check your local papers for listings. You have to start before sunset, 18 minutes before sunset into the greater Detroit area. I believe that's going to be about 7.50. You have to start your fast. And it goes until the following night uh, at dusk, which is going to put you around 8.50. Excuse me, 6.50. Yeah, 6.50 to about 6.50. 751, maybe, you know, around there sometimes check, check your listings. I didn't look it up. And we refrain from eating and drinking from, uh, putting on deodorant and perfumes from smearing ointments for pleasure. Um, if you've got some kind of, uh, uh, dermatological problem, you can still put stuff on that. And from brushing our teeth, from my relations, wearing leather shoes, these are the things we refrain from for 24 hours. And we we're. it's not that we are not allowed to do these things. It's that we don't need to do these things because what we need to be doing on Yom Kippur is relating to God. Jews are very much into numbers. And the number on Yom Kippur is one. That's the time we talk about the number seven, for example. But nope. this time the number is one because Yom Kippur is one day a year. Even in outside the world where and normally holidays are two days because we don't know exactly when the holiday is based on uh, lunar sightings in Jerusalem, I can go into that if you want. Give me a drop me a line at rabbifinman.com. I can explain further, but it's one day because you only need one day because that day one one day, that one time of the year is so, such a powerful day. We don't need two days. It also, during temple times, was like the place, in the holy of holies, which is, there are not many holy places in Judaism. There's some people where holy people are buried, but as far as intrinsically holy in and of itself, the place, we're talking about the temple mount where the rock is. That rock is considered holy. That's where the ark was placed, the holy ark with the tablets that Moses brought down from the mountain, that one. And only the high priest who represented the Jewish people, the one nation in the land, would go into that one place at that one time to commune with God. And I've also, it's, it's one of my peeves, is how come over 1,200 years high priests went into the Holy of Holies, none of them ever said anything, nothing, what was, what was going on, what was it like, what, not a peep, not a peep, we have no idea. What was going on in there when they went in there? Oh, well, as we say. And so we're relating to the Almighty now in this one-to-one relationship. So you get one plus one equals one. That's the way it works. We become a singularity, a single entity with the Almighty on Yom Kippur, which is why you don't need to eat because you're really just focusing on the oneness of God for the whole entire 25 hours. I would suggest you, go, you know, take, go to sleep, these type of things. But everything else, we don't know. We just don't relate to that. It's, that's not the way how we're relating to the God. So this oneness carries over into sukkus, which is next week begins next Sunday night. We'll talk about it more next Sunday night or next uh, for next week. As the Sukkah is it's a booth, I guess you could call it that it's a temporary structure made out of a you know it well it couldically be it could be made out of a stone. It could be a house. It just the roof has to be a non-roof. It has to be it can't be a nailed down roof. It has to be some sort of vegetation. People use bamboo poles or two by twos or evergreens or evergreen boughs, that kind of stuff. And it's not much of a protector against the elements, which it looks like we're going to have some elements this year, a little bit on the chilly side. There have been times when it was so hot. It was like, uh And there are other times. It's actually, I remember snow. I think it was 1993. It snowed in my sukkah. It's, listen, it's a change of seasons. It's what happens. This is Michigan. The sukkah is a unifying force. It represents, there's a whole long parable, which I'm not going to go into, but it represents the Almighty giving us a hug. It's one of the few mitzvahs that we do with our entire body. Our entire body is enveloped. But not only is it that my body is enveloped, but your body is too, because you could have a sukkah that would hold every single person in the world. That would be fine. And we'd all be in there together. So it has a unifying effect. And then for the lulav and the esrog, the shaking of the lulav and the esrog, the, the mitzvah, that we take four species, uh, citron, a date palm fond, three branches of myrtle, two branches of willow, and we put them together. And each one also represents this idea of one. The esrog, the, the citron, has survived. The best esrogim, the best ones, have been on the tree for a year. They've survived the changes of the season, basically uniting all the changes into one beautiful esrog. A date palm. It can't be a palm where it's sort of like feathered out already. It has to be a fond where it's all clumped together and it's like a single thing again. The willow. Three leaves have to grow from one stem. And the leaves of the lower row have to touch the leaves of the next row up. Again, symbolizing a oneness. And the willow, the willow grows in in great clumps together, bunches, big bunches. Willow trees are, you know, you know what they look like. I don't have to go into that. And we take them, we tie them together, and they all become one thing. And this has a a, a special effect this year, as this year was discussed in in last week's portion in Vayelach, the commandment of hakel where the king, when they had, when the Jews had a king, would assemble every seven years, the year after the sabbatical year, the hakhel year, the gathering year, and every man, woman, and children, child would come to the temple in Jerusalem to hear the reading of the book of Deuteronomy. And it was supposed to be a reenactment of the giving of the Torah on Sinai. Supposed to be really way far out cool. Okay, a million something people crammed into the Temple Mount, which is like five acres, I think. I'm trying to figure that one out. And it was the whole purpose is to gather people in a unified way. and It was done on the first, the, the second day of Sukkos, the first day of Cholomoyed. And also this idea of unifying. So... When we, when we're, when we're celebrating, commemorating the, these festivals, Yom Kippur, that the Almighty loves us so much so that the Almighty wants to forgive us, and the Almighty loves us so much so that for eight days we're sitting and partying. We're not partying inside. We're partying outside, because we're relying again. On the good graces of the Almighty, it shouldn't rain, it shouldn't be too cold, it shouldn't be too hot. So my friends down in Florida are telling me, I have to get an air conditioner for my sukkah, it's 90 degrees down here. So everybody's got their thing. Sukkahs is supposed to be like weird weather, and that's the way it is. The the big deal is is that, bottom line, is the Almighty loves us. A little bit of a paradigm shift at this point. Point The uh, Jewish Hour is a project of the a Greater uh, Umbrella Organization, and uh, it's part of a 5013C corporation. You can visit and learn more about us on rabbifinman.com and jewishferndale.com. And a very important part of all of that is donations page, Baruch Hashem's September was paid right at the end of September, so we're going into October. All we need is October. So if it's like such a roll, I mean, I think we were June, July, August that we were backed up, but then we we garnered it in, and now we're we're current. We're up to October. So if October, in the next week or so, that happens that it, the month is paid for, I don't make an up a, a pledge or an appeal for you to go to RabbiFinman.com and click on the donations page. At RabbiFinman.com, you'll also find a way to contact me. You'll find the archived editions of the radio show. You'll find different forms on which we present Judaism in an entertaining and educational way. Jewish Ferndale, you'll find out what we're doing. And what are we doing at Jewish Ferndale? Well, if you're listening at this, to this before Sunday before Yom Kippur, so on Sunday Yom Kippur, we're having a sukkah raising. We are taking We are putting up our sukkah. Need all the volunteers we can help. It's the largest sukkah in Ferndale. It takes about an hour and a half. Comes with a light lunch. There's no charge. Of course, I'm not going to charge you for helping put up my sukkah. But it's usually a big hoot. We usually get a nice crowd to help with that. And uh, it takes an hour because there's just so many people that come out. It's become a Ferndale thing. It's a happening. The The week during, for, Rosh, for Yom Kippur, we're not doing anything official in, in, uh, Uh, Jewish Ferndale, which is continuing classes. We have a Monday Night Tanya class, which is available on Facebook, and it's also Monday night at the building. Sukkis, which starts Sunday night, October the, the 7th, I believe it is. We will be there from the Sunday night through the Tuesday night. You can stop by. Let me check the dates real quick. So we're looking at... Yeah, Sunday the 2nd uh, at night, sundown around 7 o'clock-ish, and we'll be staying there. You can come by during the day, shukla, shekla, lulav, and the esrog, have something, grab a bite to eat. It's a mitzvah to eat in the sukkah. Thursday night, we'll be having our Chilhamoad sukkah experience. We'll have a, a wonderful, it's a sukkah party. We have it every year. and we, Wonderful time. This year we'll having featuring the strains of local artists, Ferndalian actually, Aaron Moskowitz. And in addition to that, we'll be featuring artwork from Tzvat, which will be up through Hanukkah. And we can talk more about that maybe with Hanna Finman next week if we need to get the chance. And uh, the week after, um, oh, Friday night, next Friday night, or that Friday night, which would be the... The 7th, no, yeah, the uh, the 7th of October, which is the, the 12th day of the month of Tisha, we'll be doing a Friday night, and then on the 16th, we'll be taking down, 16th of October, we'll be raising the sukkah with a Z, we'll be taking it down, and that usually takes about a half hour. And, of course, comes with something to eat because you have to feed people. You know, that's the way it is. And then you keep track by uh, going to Jewish Ferndale and looking at our events page and seeing what's doing. Only good things. And, of course, everything costs. And we add your good graces that you contribute and go with the donation pages of either RabbiFidman.com or JewishFerndale.com. We have time now for a Hasidic story. The uh, story took place takes place about the beginning of the 1800s. The, the Rebbe involved is Rebbe Mordechai of uh, you were talking Ukraine at this point. I think Hornstiple might be one of those cities which has uh, been under attack lately. Not a big town, not a small town. But he, this Mordechai of Hornstiple, would travel around and uh, visit the various cities around Hornstiple the current encouraged the people during the high holiday season. In one such village, there lived a, uh, it's called the Paretz, a landowner, who was not really too fond of the Jews that were there. And he had an estate manager, his Moshke, as he was called, the, uh, who was Jewish, but pretty much Jewish name only. And they were very cruel to the Jewish population of this village. When Reb Mordechai showed up at a nearby village, so the villagers of that town moved over to this other village. I don't know the names of these Ukrainian villages. And they told their uh, plight of what was going on, how hard it was for them. So this uh, Reb Mordechai of Hornstipel said, we'll see tomorrow. So the next day he took he said I'm leaving but instead of going on the road which I said I was going to go on I'm going to go to this other village over here. So now there's like a whole caravan of of, of wagons. And uh, when they came to the village they went straight to the estate. The Jew was standing on a, a balcony or veranda whatever you want to call it watching this whole procession of Wagons wondered, what the, what's, what's this? It's like, you know, <laughs> dozens of wagons coming up the estate. The Rebbe's wagon was in the front. And it stopped right in front of the house. The Rebbe got up and he looked up at the balcony and their eyes met. And They stood each other, staring at each other for about two minutes. And then the Rebbe started walking towards the front door and the estate manager came down and opened the door. And what transpired was, we know, from the attendant who assisted Reb the Mordechai of Hornstoppel said, what happened? The estate Not a word was said. The estate manager bade him to sit, sit down, motioned for a chair. And he sat opposite him. And they just looked at each other. And this went on for like 10 minutes. They are just looking at each other. And the hard stare of the estate manager softened, whereas the the warm and inviting stare of the Rebbe hardened as the time went by until finally a tear came out of the eye of the estate manager. With that, Rebbe Morehead picked himself up and walked out. And he went to the stay in the village. Those people who were not in the other village to get the blessing of the Rebbe, came today, that day, and then towards the evening when there was nobody around. So this one estate manager came, and he spent two hours in a secluded room with the estate manager. What exactly happened? We don't know. We don't know what transpired. It was between them. They didn't tell anybody. But that yam kipper, the estate manager, stayed the whole entire day in shul, didn't go home, spent the whole 25 hours in the synagogue. And from then on, things changed. That's going to do it for today. We hope you had a chance to entertain you a bit. We hope you have a chance to educate you a bit. If you'd like to contribute to Rabbi Minkowitz's cause in southwest Florida and help out in the relief effort, so it's uh, um, chabadswf.org. and you can do it over there or, her, her, I think, HurricaneYenRelief.com. Uh, and uh, that's a good thing to do. And in the meantime, we wish you a, an easy yum kipper, meaningful yum kipper. A good week after that. And we'll see you back again next week. Take care. <laughs>